Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. The following is a live production of the WarChant.com Multimedia Network and Real Talk 93.3. Fire up your grills. It's time for Tallahassee Game Day on War Chant TV and Real Talk 93.3. That pass is intercepted to the delight of all Seminole fans. The pick six. Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron and Tom Lang bring you the latest news, updates, and analysis around the FSU program ahead of today's kickoff on Bobby Bowden Field. Second and three. Patient and explosive. Game Day is brought to you by Zaxby's, the official chicken of sports fans. Tallahassee Zaxby's, proudly supporting Florida State University and Seminole Boosters for over 15 years. Zaxby's, indescribably good. Now live from Florida's capital city, here's Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron. Today's sideline report is brought to you by Bud Light. Tallahassee Knowles, take note. This one's for you, announcing the Bud Light Sideline Experience Contest. If you're a Knoll in Tallahassee, text Bud Light Fan to 31996. That's Bud Light Fan, all one word, to 31996. If you're the lucky winner, you score two sideline passes, hospitality passes, and fan gear for the FSU-Miami game on November the 13th. Must be 21 years of age or older in order to enter. Let's go to it now. It's our own Warchant.com. Hello, Ira. How you doing, Jeff? How's it going? I'm great, buddy. Happy game day. Uh, you, of all of the Warchant staff members, are at uh, the most practices, I would say, most consistently. You're, you're our rep at every practice. How have they looked coming off the North Carolina game? I know you got to speak in generalities to some degree, but uh, how has the team practiced, do you think, coming off that win, going through the bye week? I know Norvell complained a little bit about a lack of consistency or focus. Uh, what are your thoughts about what you've seen as we go into this game against UMass? Now, you know, I really do think they've practiced well. You know, in Mike Norvell, a couple of days this past week has, you know, come out and kind of challenged guys to be even better. Um, but I think that's some more individual cases. That's, you know, a pocket of, you know, a couple guys here, one guy there, maybe uh, not executing well, not being totally focused, not uh, doing exactly what they're supposed to do. But overall, to me, it looks like a different football team this last week or two um, compared to the team earlier this season, especially after the losses earlier this season. Um, you know, not just the energy, but, you know, the focus, attention to detail, not having to do things, uh, be corrected as much. Uh, you know, I think it's been a really good positive couple of weeks. And, you know, as all good coaches do, you know, Mike Norvell's finding ways to, to, to push even further. Um, but I think it's been a really good couple of weeks of practice. Yeah, um, uh, it's interesting to me. 
Uh, that North Carolina game, kind of eureka moment. We saw them, and they played well, and they, they really dominated that game after the first quarter. And I was interested to see, would they carry this over? And I was interested to see, would they be emboldened? It sounds like uh, they are. It sounds like they believe again uh, that they can go out and win football games. I am curious, uh, your thoughts, your opinions on what we see today. Obviously, Florida State heavily, heavily favored should win this football game. That doesn't seem to be in question. But do, do we, if, let's say, that happens and Florida State gets out to a big lead early, is it Chubba Purdy the first off the bench? It's a good question. I think it looks like it's still Mackenzie Milton on the depth chart. I, you know, I really think it's going to be depending on situations. I think the rest of the season is going to depend on situations. You know, I don't know that Mackenzie needs reps um, at this point, but I think in a, in a game where uh, you need somebody to come in and manage it and handle really a tough situation, I think Mackenzie's probably the guy. Um, but if the game's in hand, if Jordan's played well and they're up by four scores, you know, I don't know. I, I think it's more beneficial for this team that Chubba Purdy gets reps than it does Mackenzie. So. Uh, that's still up in the air. They haven't given us any indication. But my guess is if, if the game's in hand, uh, maybe you give McKenzie a series or two, but I think it's more likely to give Chubba Purdy some work because you know, they're encouraged by what they're seeing from him, but they have to see him do it in some games because he may get called upon later this season. Yeah, we know with Jordan Travis's injury history that it, you know, you're a play away. And knock on wood, that doesn't happen. Uh, Jordan looked so comfortable, Ira, in that game against North Carolina. Best we've ever seen him look. I wondered today, too, when Tom and I talked in the first hour, do you lean into your identity, which is a lot of that read option stuff, which he executes exceptionally well, in turn that opens up some shot plays and a little bit in the passing game, or do you, even though we know it was a mistake to treat the Jacksonville State game like a glorified scrimmage, do you try to add elements in the passing game because you could probably block it up today? You could probably have a clean pocket. Um, or do you just kind of further embolden and ingrain that read option stuff and say this is just who we are if we're going to add a lot of passing elements to this playbook, we're going to have to do it in the offseason? Yeah, if he, if he asked me, I would encourage him to do the latter um, because I, you know, I do think this is a team that they are more confident right now. They are more uh, – they, they do believe more. Uh, they're feeling good about themselves. But, man, I don't know how solid that is if you go out and start struggling for a quarter or two quarters, even against UMass. Uh, you know, you, those doubts start to creep in and everything else. I I, I do what, whatever. Jordan Jordan Travis is in a great place right now. This last two weeks of practice, he's a, tif- he's a different guy. I mean, he's, you know, he's going up and down the lines, you know, you know, you know encouraging teammates, being a leader, not just worrying about himself. Uh, you can just see the energy, the way he carries himself. I mean, he – it's his team now, and that's how he carries himself. And I think you want to do anything you can to kind of continue that confidence. So to me, it's do what Jordan Travis does well, build things around him, let him continue to feel good about himself going into next week. I don't think you need to worry about show, putting anything on film for Clemson. I think your best bet to have success there is to go in there feeling really, really good about yourself. And the way to do that is, is to keep doing what makes him confident. You mentioned that this was the best couple of weeks of practice you've seen from this team, both from a confidence standpoint and obviously execution. Uh, talk quickly about the offensive line. That that bye week was critical. Uh, are we a good full go here today with, uh, at the very least, uh, that starting five? Yeah, I think so. Definitely the tackles. I mean, Robert Scott and Darius Washington have looked really good. Uh, Robert Scott looks like himself again, I think, and that's the point. You know, I think Tom's made a couple of times about him getting to start left tackle. And, uh, yeah, he looks like himself again. I think Dylan Gibbons looks good. Uh, Maury Smith is, is going to be the one I think is touch and go all season. But the fact that he played that last game every snap is encouraging. They are limiting in some at practice, but I think that's just precautionary. But, yeah, I think that offensive line's in good shape, and I think you'll see them at least the whole first half today. Yeah, he, that's, that team with that group intact 
can actually run the ball, I think, against most teams. The way the offense is called, the way it's set up. I, I really think they can. And you really can see an appreciable difference when those three guys that have all missed time, you know, you tackle, center, tackle, when you see those three guys able to play together, Florida State actually wins the line of scrimmage, moves people off the ball. And that's not something we've seen around here with any degree of consistency. So it's good news to hear those guys are healthy and, and, and ready to give it a go again uh, this weekend. I know that we often use on Warchat.com the PFF numbers. Uh, you know who else has played really well? And Tom and I talked about the first hour. Dylan Gibbons it looks like he's emerging now as a guy. And the reason that's a big deal is because you'll have him next year as well. Yeah, and that was, you know, it was kind of a question mark. I mean, I think we thought that because he had been at Notre Dame, he had been in that system, had played there, you know, been in that competing against those guys in that offensive line room uh, for three or four years would do wonders for him. But, you know, he really hadn't played a ton, so you didn't know. But I think what we're seeing now is now that he is playing more, he's getting more game reps and he's getting better and better. I mean, I think he's exceeded their expectations. I mean, in a lot of ways, but particularly on the field. I mean, he's athletic enough to pull – um, you know, he's physical in the run game. Yeah, I mean, he's, uh, he's been a huge boost to them. And again, that, you know, guard wasn't their biggest position of need. Um, they have some guys that have played a lot of guard, but they haven't had a lot of guys that played guard at a high level, and he's playing at a pretty high level. Jayshon Corbin uh, banged up in the North Carolina game. What, what's his status for today? Is he good to go? I, I, my guess is he'll play, but I think they're really limiting him um, because they feel so good about, you know, Trayshawn Ward and, uh, Lawrence Tofili. I think they want to get Lawrence Tofili some more touches. So my guess is they'll probably limit Jay Sean a little bit, maybe give him some reps, but but go to the other guys and get. And, and that is a position where I think you maybe you know it, because you've got Clemson up ahead, that's a position where you feel good about the other running backs. I would I would limit him a little bit. He's been limited in practice, so I don't I wouldn't expect a big dose of Jay Sean Corbin today. Um, but I, it wouldn't surprise me if he played some. Defensively, I guess just a quick overview as we get caught up on the relative health, and and, and I know you don't you can't get too specific, but uh, I know that everybody seemed to check out. This was a really good week, and everybody was ready to go. So, are we healthy on the defensive side as well? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I really think, and most importantly, uh, you know, I think you know that defense front, which has been the anchor of this defense, has been really good um, and been consistent, you know, and available, uh, which has been big. But but really, I think the big thing is the last few weeks now, the secondary. I think they've kind of zeroed in on a, on a group of five starters um, that they feel good about, and so um, and those guys all seem to be healthy. There's still, you know, a couple guys are still been nursing injuries. Brendan Gant, Renardo Green, they're still coming back from things. But I think right now they like that other five. I think they really like Jamie Robinson at safety and mm-hmm. Kevin Knowles, the freshman at Nickelback, and uh, and you know you want to see Jarian Jones put together a nice. He's had two pretty solid games against teams that didn't throw the ball well, but you want to see him put together a really um, uh, well, North Carolina throws the ball well, but they don't attack the corners very much. Uh, they're much more focused on the slot and in the middle of the field. So, um, you know, another opportunity for him to show that he's uh, this is who he is. Because if, if Jarvis Brownlee is playing his level and if Johnny Jones continues to make that progress, I mean, that's secondary. I think you feel a little bit better about it. I always appreciate the insight, buddy. Be well and uh, enjoy covering the game. Thanks a lot. Take care. All right, take care. That's uh, Irish Chaffel, warchant.com. That was the sideline report brought to you by Bud Light. Appreciate that. Always remind you to text 31996. You could be, uh, well, you got to text Bud Light fan, uh, Bud Light fan, all one word, to 31996 in order to uh, have an opportunity to win a little sideline pass, hospitality, yeah. all that good stuff. For that Miami game, man, and that's another one. It looks like the bookends to this schedule this season at home are going to be raucous atmospheres because we've got expectations now about getting off the schneid against our rival.
course, today is the first matter at hand. But if you're talking about sideline passes for any game this season and it's not the Notre Dame one, then certainly you would want them for Miami. So that's why you should text that number. Pre-game, post-game, or no game at all, anytime is the right time for Zaxby's Platters. Feed your team of 12 to 14 with your choice of traditional or buffalo fingers or boneless or traditional wings. If you're having trouble deciding, get the best of both worlds with the sampler platter. That's what we have here in the studio. Don't forget that world-famous sauce as well. Satisfy your chicken craving today with Zaxby's Platters. Order online or through the app. Tallahassee Zaxby's, a proud Seminole booster for over 15 years. More Tallahassee game day in a moment. Tallahassee Game Day is brought to you by Zaxby's, the official chicken of sports fans. Tallahassee Zaxby's, proudly supporting Florida State University and Seminole Boosters for over 15 years. Now here's Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron and Tom Lang. It's a wide open ACC race, by the way, for the first time in ages. I mean, you can't uh, say that any of the last six years or so. It's, it's, I mean, it's wide open, maybe going back before that. Um, and, and so you look at that, Clemson at number 23, Pitt, 3.30 today on ESPN. Number 18, NC State at Miami tonight at 7.30 p.m. ESPN 2. Uh, I even think that to some degree, it's not a game I'm going to be locked in on, but uh, Georgia Tech-Virginia should be a wide-open affair on the ACC network uh, tonight at uh, 7.30, so if that's your cup of tea. but uh, It I'm, is not, sir. No, not mine either. I'll probably find a different game but it, it it's it's wide open when you look at the uh the battles here this is kind of fun i mean you got a an interesting acc if you're gonna go by the fpi espn's fpi you can look at a lot of numbers you can look at sp plus all that stuff um you have five teams in this conference uh with a chance to win it as we sit here at this point in the season that's that's pretty crazy normally you don't have anything close to that. Here we go, man. Going to run the table. Let's go. Let's make it interesting We're for the Atlantic. That. We're not on that list, at least not according to FPI. So uh, <laughs> you'd actually need a Miami win tonight to spell NC State a little bit, and then you'd need, need a Wake Forest to fall, you know, to pieces. But yeah, the Atlantic in general is pulling a coastal this year. We lament the coastal every year. It's like who the hell wants to win that thing? Mm-hmm. But it does look like the clear front runners are Pitt, and then on the other side, it's Wake Forest and NC State, and that's going to be the battle. Yeah, NC State, uh, Clemson, Wake Forest, all right there. And then um, you got the outside chance still in this conference of a, if Virginia were to run the table, they're, they're in it too. So Wake also going non-conference today as they play Army. Army. Look forward to that it's game, an interesting actually. noon it's kick. Kind of a, yeah. It, it's amazing when you become a football fan what you can sit and, and watch and find interesting because somehow Wake Army sounds really interesting to me, and most people be like, What? You want to watch Wake Army? Well, there's something you love black and gold. That's what that is. I think it may there's be. There's a whole lot of black and gold on the field today. Yeah, I think that's true. Uh, you know, I look at Clemson's defense in this matchup today, and I, I'm, I'm thinking about the fact that they're third S&P Plus. They've been incredible uh, defensively, but it gets overshadowed by just how impotent their offense has been. And you're going against an offensive but dare I say juggernaut in Pitt today. They're averaging over 48 points a game. What, what I found interesting, though, about last Friday's game against Syracuse, the everybody watched that game. Yeah. Everybody in the ACC was like, ooh, what was are we going to yeah. kick them while they're down? Yeah. Was that Syracuse was able to devise up runs mm. for bigger chunks against Clemson than they did against Florida State. And that sounds strange because you would say 14 points of output versus 30. How couldn't they have done more? Now, get, now Garrett Schrader ran the ball on us. But Sean Tucker didn't until the second half, as we had worn down. But if you're talking about between the 20s, Syracuse is able to devise a thing or two against that Clemson front seven, even with the linebackers back for them, including Skalski. 
I found that interesting and took note because what oh, are we well, going to try and do? I was just about to say, that makes me smile. Right. Bit. Like, okay. Now, Garrett so Schrader. There's a chance. Garrett Schrader could stand in that studio over there and we'd say, just hit that far wall with yeah, all the flags on it. That. He'd struggle with and that. And he'd hit the logo behind you. Yeah. He'd hit the radio microphone behind you. Not a real accurate path. That's what held them back in that particular situation. But okay. I've seen. Now, if Pitt continues that trend today and you see a couple of big gainers on the ground, not with Pickett's arm. All right, buddy. This could get fun next week. But first things first, take care of UMass, and then we can watch that game at 3.30. Pretty crazy. You mentioned the Demon Deacons are 6-0 and for the second time in program history. The first time since 1944, Tom, that they've been 6-0. and Wake Forest out of conference against Army. That's also at noon. Uh, they lead the league and rank sixth in the country in turnover margin, by the way. Does, uh, of course Forest. they do. Of course they do, right. They, they've done... They've, the interesting thing, and, and listen, I, I'll be in the minority on this, but I, I thought the Wake game, even with the injuries to the offensive line, was winnable for us. And you could point to the two critical calls that were missed by the officials as maybe a turning point. I just say you, you should be able to run the ball. And then what was interesting about that game is Wake typically is penalized three or four times, and they, they win the turnover margin by a ton. And, and we did turn the ball over six times, so that checked the box there for Wake. But that was not the most disciplined Wake Forest team that I've seen. Not by a long shot. And they made here, a lot of mistakes. And yet here they sit, And buddy. yet here they are. Yeah. No, it's um, it's a weird year. And it's not just this conference. I mean, you look around. It's, it's yep. the Big Ten. You know, got shook up pretty early on. It looks like it's coming back into – at the end of the day, we think Ohio State's still going to win that conference. And that, but, uh, yeah, well, that Ohio State-Michigan State-Michigan triumvirate is going to be very interesting down the stretch because none of them have played each other. I believe next week is Michigan-Michigan State. Look forward to it, actually. Yeah, yeah should be a fun game. Oklahoma State-Iowa State today out of the Big 12 as we just kind of do a quick survey around the country. It's not the best slate, as you can hear. Uh, you know, it, it's a reach – today to try to find a whole bunch of interesting games um, but you know you like defensive football and you like two teams that can run the ball Jalen Warren is fun to watch run the ball he's been great he's averaging 32 carries a game 165 yards I mean he's a legit back Oklahoma State uh, Iowa State will be physical if you like that kind of it's 3:30 today get out of Doke after a big win for the Knowles and Settle in somewhere to watch a little Oklahoma State-Iowa State? <laughs> Man, I'll tell you, the game that I'm circling today is, is the ACC. It's NC State-Miami because yeah, you're, you're scouting for the future. Well, Clemson, I'm also scouting an ass-kicking. Clemson and Pitt after that. I hope so. Yeah, I'm with you on uh, that. Yeah. We both have interest in the yes, same way yes, in that do. particular result. Not just because we don't like the Miami Hurricanes. But then I think at, at this point in the season, after what we've seen through almost two full months of college football, it's just have the remote ready because something weird's going to happen. So be on alert. Maybe you got to go find CBS Sports Network. Maybe you got to go find FS1. Whatever channel it is, something weird is going to happen today. Something unexpected. Because that has been the norm this season, and that's why this season has been so much fun. It's chaos. If you're a fan of chaos when we're not involved in the college football playoff discussion, you're getting everything you want. You could have Oklahoma State and Cincinnati in the college football playoff this season. Oof. How bizarre would that be? Yeah, it'd be shocking. Uh, it would be shocking. I, I, if Oklahoma State were to get there, that would be stunning to me. I, I watch them play their offense. They run the ball. They play very good defense. But, man, there is a whole lot lacking in that group. If they find their way to navigate the rest of this. A couple get there, of batted balls in the line of scrimmage uh, in Bedlam. <laughs> they win the rematch. Like Let's say Michigan State wins the big games they need to. So you could have Oklahoma State, Michigan State, Cincinnati, and Georgia in the playoff. I don't know. That's not out of the realm of possibility. That's where we are this season. Yeah, I'm. I'll be curious. Uh, it's it's a weird year. I'm actually interested in UCLA, Oregon. I said that too. If we get out to the Pac-12, couple games there. I, I also think Notre Dame is going to beat um, Southern Cal today, pretty convincingly. Not a great Notre Dame team, you know. I've thought that before, but that that Southern Cal team's a mess. 
when you watch them, it's just it's so weird. I wonder if people do that with us because you know you see Southern Cal, you see the helmet, oh, definitely, you see the uniform. Well, what I mean by that is just you, even though you you know intellectually you see the record, you know it's not good, but then if you turn the game on and you see the uniform. It's hard to reconcile that. You're just like, God, why are you this bad? I bet people look at FSU's helmets and go, what happened to that program? Yeah, there's going to be a trailing effect to that, too, where it's you know a year or two from now, we creep back up into the top Start 25, yeah. and we're 17 or 18th in the country, and you hear a bunch of national pundits saying, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Florida State hasn't been good in a long time. Like, There's going to be that lag effect. I just sure. want to get to that place where people discount us because well, we I haven't been any good for ar- years. Well, yeah, I'd like them to have the argument. That'd yeah. be great. You guys bicker amongst each other. Well, also, the, the national media, and it's not their fault, are always behind the people that cover the teams locally. So the second that we see some semblance of evidence or structure or something of a step forward for this program uh, may very well continue to be uh, this week into next and into next. We'll see. We're going to identify it and ring the bell for our group. Group, right, because we know what that looks like. Oh, the steps are being taken. We're getting there, but that will be. You talk about a trailing effect. They won't. I mean, they're not. Florida State's unranked, and you know they got two wins. No, right. Nobody's paid. Yeah, attention. exactly. We're still yeah. two and four. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. We sound awfully positive for a two and four yeah. football program, <laughs> but that's what a couple wins in a row in a bye week will do for you, especially yeah. when everybody else on the slate the rest of the season looks mortal. What a difference. Do you have a sense, uh, final thing, and we'll move on and get back to our game specifically, do you have a sense at all for that Boston College at Louisville game? That number seems awfully low because it's been bet closer to a push. Yeah. It was at 6.5. I think it was down Mm -hmm. to 5.5. It's weird. I don't know if there's – are there COVID concerns I'm not touching the game. I mean, those two teams – It's in Louisville, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I'd run for the hills. I'm not – I wouldn't want to watch that game per se. It's not a game that I get a good sense of. I got a feeling, man, just looking at Boston College, like, you see the win total. I'm looking at the teams they yeah, played. Yeah, yeah, no, we, I, I don't think they're very good. Why I was th- America shocked that and Why did the Bear pick Boston College? I, I, that I keeps bothering me. Yeah, I don't know either. Do people just not have NC State and Boston College figured out at this point? NC State threw people a curveball when they fooled around and looked awful yep. against Mississippi State. Yep. That's that, the last time people watched them. That, That's probably what it that is. That loss caused people to to say, "That's it. I'm off of NC State." And it turns out that game to me was the NC State outlier. I, I thought they'd be a good team coming into the year. They've got a lot of veteran leadership. They they're big up front on the offensive and defensive lines. They got a bruising back, a talented quarterback. Now I won't say they're well coached. They're, you know, we know that situation, right? Right. But. He can rise up and beat himself. Yes, yes, he can. (laughs) But they have, see the Mississippi State game, but they have weapons. They have ability, and they have depth. I think they're a good team. I think they're probably the best team in the ACC. There's a simplicity to what they do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's straight ahead. Yeah, it is straight ahead. Tallahassee Game Day continues in a moment. Tallahassee Game Day is brought to you by Zaxby's, the official chicken of sports fans. Tallahassee Zaxby's, proudly supporting Florida State University and Seminole Boosters for over 15 years. Now here's Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron and Tom Lang. Today's defensive keys to the game are brought to you by Zaxby's. No matter the result on the field, you're always a winner when you stop at Tallahassee area Zaxby's for the best chicken fingers. Signature salad or chicken sandwich today. Support those who support local businesses and FSU. That's been Zaxby's way of doing business for over 15 years. Uh, <laughs> defensive keys, okay. This is not a team that does much well. UMass, that is. Uh, one of the things they do because they struggle to protect the quarterback 
is try to get the ball out of the kids' hands quickly. Uh, it's it's a weird sort of chuck and duck offense when you watch them. Uh, there's a little bit of talent in the backfield at running back. He's probably their best offensive player. Uh, when you see their offense, it, you don't have anything that you can hang your hat on. I would say they will challenge you down the field. They will attempt it. I mean, they're not highly successful. You look at success rates on offense and defense. It's it's not a lot to write home about. Uh, they 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 just they're really bad. Uh, offensively, if you want to know a, a number that will jump out at you as I look here at these stats, that they, they are um, as bad as you can be, quite literally, uh, on third down. They're last in the country. So that's not that's not an opinion. They're last in the country. Yeah, I'd say for the defense today, it's just reward the continuity that Ira was talking about at the top of the hour. In the secondary, they found some guys that they like and, and in certain positions that they feel very confident that they can execute at a high level. This is something that Adam Fuller said in the preseason. We need to carve out roles. I'm, I'm done talking about... You know the cross training and, and these right, guys right, are right. position flexible. This is what you do. Yeah. I need so, I need guys to step up and and take command of what they're doing. So let's see communication. Like one one of the easiest ways that you can see that guys are the chemistry is growing and the continuity is being you know it's setting in and taking hold is pre snap. If there are adjustments that need to be made between a safety and a corner or the nickelback and Kevin Knowles and a safety, you got rotations and movement before the uh, before the snap. The way they handle those things and they pass things off, that is a good indicator of how comfortable you are playing defense. The one thing that we saw, it wasn't just Jordan Travis, who looked very prepared for everything that he was going to see against North Carolina. That defense looked prepared for what Sam Howell and the Tar Heel offense yes. was going to bring to him. Even even at that 10 nothing margin, if you think about it, that touchdown pass is a low percentage pass, really good throw, really good catch by Josh Downs. Back in the end zone, great catch. Coverage is pretty good. Is it is it perfect? No. Is there a bit of a bust? Maybe a false step or two? Yes. But you force a much more difficult throw than we were seeing in the first few weeks of the season when there were coverage busts left and right between the hashes. So I want to see that particular part of the game, yeah, the communication you're, level. You're talking about something that's important here because, again, even against bad teams, you can find out whether or not you're coordinated, organized, disciplined, all those things. You can find that out to, and sometimes more in these types of games than in other games because – you have to be. You have to be. You have to be your own motivation. So one of the things that I'm interested about here is that they have found some cohesion in that secondary. Ira mentioned it. You just alluded to it. Do you see it again today? They competed on the football. I mean, this was like the ball was in the air. Guys got their heads around. They were in position. They trusted that they were in position. One of the reasons that defensive backs, especially when they're struggling, uh, won't make a play on the football is they they stay in phase and they will not come out because they are scared to death that a guy's going to run by them because they've been burnt so many times before or they have failed in those moments. And one of the things, you can't make a play on the ball if you're not in position, but getting in position, your great reward is to make the play. Now, it's the hard work is to flip your hips and get inside the pocket and go. Right. And to not let a guy stack you and do those things. When you're in position, now your grand reward, you've done all the hard work. Catch the ball. Make a play. And we finally saw it. It happened in that game against North Carolina with the interception. But there were also three or four balls that were yeah. competed for in phase. Guys got their head around and made a play on the ball. Yeah, the thing, I, you know, that, that catch by Jarian Jones, it's a throw to the end zone. Not, it's an ill-advised throw. Yeah, an the other teams ball. are allowed to do that. They are they are allowed to make poor decisions, mm. and you're allowed to put them in position to make questionable decisions. That's a big play in the 35-7 to seven run. It's huge, yeah. Because North Carolina is about to answer, score for score, and then I think we're off to the races where both teams are scoring in the upper 30s, and 
it looks like a shootout. But alas. But alas, that's what happens when you go make a play and change the tenor of the game. Next thing you know, you score a touchdown ourselves, and, and we're feeling pretty good. But those 50-50 plays are things that we just haven't seen. Mm. Go back to the Notre Dame game. You make one 50-50 play on a Jack Cone throw, right, where Travis Jay gets turned around in that situation. That's yeah. a desperation third down throw. Even if you bat it down. Yeah, yeah just make a play. Just that, don't let the guy catch it. Right? Look, look back at that game and how close the margin was. Oh, that sure. might be the difference. And we make that play in this situation against North Carolina. Now, again, I get that UMass is no good, but we haven't been able to play well and consistently against air for most of the last three or four seasons. So go ahead and show that you're capable of of handling this challenge, and all that's going to do is increase your confidence as we get on the plane next week to go up to Clemson. Yeah, and they're struggling to throw the football at all. I know I'm getting ahead of myself. I can't help it with with that offense and watching them. They are really – Play well today, take care of business, continue to gain confidence. You're exactly right, Tom, because one team that isn't in that scenario gaining confidence is Clemson. Right. They, they've struggled with that offense, and the quarterback continues to refuse to run. If he doesn't run today and they struggle in the passing game, Tom, we're going to have giddy shows on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I mean, because there's going to be a belief that it's possible. I still do, I'm not there yet. Wow. I'm not there yet. It, but that's going to, like, you're going to start talking very differently. It'll be interesting. It's very possible already. It I know you don't point. want to come around to no, it. No, yet, no, no, no. Of course it is possible. I shouldn't word it that way. It's too extreme. I think it's unlikely. But, yes, it'll become even more possible. It'll become even more likely. Right. That's a better way of saying it. Right. Yeah, yeah, you're looking for more dysfunction, the 330 window. And that's where we get to smile because... Could it be? Just allow yourself to dream. That's why this is a fun week. Even though it's UMass and, and there's not a whole lot that you can do breaking down UMass is too deep in order to, to garner insights about how today is going to go. No. You're allowing yourself to believe, okay, we might have bottomed out. Like We've asked ourselves that question several times as Florida State fans over the last three, four seasons. Is this bottom for us? Is this the bottom? Because I remember 09. That's what I was telling myself. I remember you know, barely making a bowl in Bobby's final year in the pro combat day where E.J. Emanuel saved our bacon and allowed us to play West Virginia in the Gator Bowl. I remember that. Is it going to be worse than that? The answer has been yes and yes and yes. It can get worse. Well, maybe we've bottomed out and we can let the dysfunction cloud hang over somebody else's program for a damn change. That would be nice. It jumps around. Typically it does. Uh, we, we know that. And I, I, I think, um, you know, having to endure that, there's no, you're not going to get lower than Jacksonville State, so... The answer to your question was whether or not we bottomed out. We well, did. Today would be, but yeah. This is a game that if they were to lose, uh, I'd be I'd be done. I don't mean leave the profession. I'd be done with this group. That that's how bad this team is. Now that doesn't mean I think we're going to win sixty three to nothing. I don't get caught up in score. People, I, I mean, yes, sometimes the score well, it can't be twenty seven twenty four, right? Correct. Yes, it, you, you don't have to kick a last second field goal to beat UMass. That'd be problematic. Agreed. But I'm not worried. Like, if it's 56 to 21, people are 21 is too many points. Oh, man, that could have been that you pulled everybody and you've got, you know, third stringers in the fourth quarter. I mean, it could happen. I don't worry about that. Do you play? Do you play smart? Do you play confident? Do you play well? The score will take care of itself, whatever. I mean, some things you can't really predict, turnover luck, stuff like that. But go play well. But one more time, if they lost to this team, I would be done with that group, all of them. Enjoy your game day, everybody. I'm just saying that it's it's not going to happen. I'm not worried about it. It's not going to happen. If it does, just so you know, we're done. We're done. That's an impossible 
You can't. No. Don't listen. Just leave it surface level. I, now, now you're letting that take roots. You're letting that idea take roots. I just leave it surface level. Cross that bridge if we need to. But I don't think so. That bridge is not on our route. Sir. No, it is not we're on not, our route. No, we're not going there. We're not. It's in. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. I got to leave it alone. I will do this. That was the defensive keys to the game. Somehow we got sidetracked to the point where I started talking about firing everybody with a UMass loss. Fire them. Fire them all. Well, and the problem is you would, yeah, you wouldn't be yeah. able to, but you just have to be like, nope. That bridge is the Sunshine Skyway, my man. Yeah. And, we're, and we're using 95. There is no way. There is no way we need to be on that side of the state. No, sir. Uh, those were the defensive keys brought to you by our friends at Zaxby's. Yes, they support all of you on game day with deliciousness. I've got it here next to me. It's good stuff. Support those who support local businesses in FSU. That's been Zaxby's way of doing business for over 15 years. More Tallahassee game day in a moment. Tallahassee game day is brought to you by Zaxby's, the official chicken of sports fans. Tallahassee Zaxby's, proudly supporting Florida State University and Seminole Boosters for over 15 years. Now here's Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron and Tom Lang. Who's hot? Who's cold? Brought to you by our friends at Bear No Heating and Air Conditioning, a proud supporter of the Jeff Cameron Show and Tallahassee Game Day for many, many years. Our friends, Bear No Heating and Air Conditioning, BearNoAC.com. Make sure you go check them out. They've been a great supporter for a very, very long time. Who's hot? Who's cold? Uh, Jordan Travis would be who's hot. Uh, he has looked great lately, in particular that North Carolina game. Easy breezy, ran the offense with great confidence was very assertive. Um, there was even a flash or two, and just a couple, but it's progress, of comfort in the pocket, going through progressions, hitting a couple big throws. Some look, some would say easy throws, but when you haven't been able to sit down in that pocket and kind of get acclimated and feel good about it and go through progressions, not without happy feet, that's a big deal to hit that crosser. I talked about it right after that game. I thought it was the biggest throw, and think about it. He made some big throws, and yet yep. that was the one yep. to me where I said, oh, look at that. We look like we had a passing game. Yeah, the 11 straight completions, the five touchdowns. Uh, he was among the highest-graded quarterbacks across the country, highest-rated quarterbacks, however you want to look at it. All, you know, Advanced metrics, the basic metrics, uh, Jordan Travis was efficient as heck in North Carolina. He was hot. And also, I'd say Treshawn Ward. Treshawn Ward is among one of the highest-graded running backs in college football this yeah. season. Yeah. And if Jayshon Corbin is mending some bumps and bruises today, then I would think that Treshawn Ward is going to lead the pack, at least in the first half, in terms of touches. The way he finished that game, with that run where he breaks three and four tackles, that signaled everything you needed to know in one play about where Florida State was on that Saturday and where North Carolina was. One cared to be there, the other didn't. Treshawn Ward always cares to be there. He bet on himself as a walk-on here in Tallahassee. He had offers to programs like Maryland, but he wanted to come here Roll the dice closer to home, and bam, look at it, man. I'm just He is somebody who is so much fun to watch. He is, too, and he's very serious about uh, putting in the work, putting in the time, putting in the study. He does all that. He he is um, a a committed kid, and you like to see kids like that rewarded. So, uh, yeah, it's a hell of a play. That's an extra effort that we'd love to see. That's exciting. Uh, So, for me, uh, that's a a good choice. I do wonder, though, Tom, if even though he could be the guy that gets the bulk because they're – nursing a Corbin injury, bumps and bruises. He's okay. Right, be right. Worried. But uh, I don't know. I, I would just maybe make this the Lawrence Toa Feely Festival uh, because <laughs> I, I need um, 
I'm I'm gonna need <laughs> Trayshawn Ward to be a star against Clemson. Toa Feely Palooza yeah, after we yeah. get said. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get up twenty-one nothing or something, and it becomes Toa Feely's day. Right. Well, listen, they <laughs> loved know? him in preseason camp, and there were some detailed plays that maybe didn't go his way. He's had limited opportunities of late. Has Toa Feely, but I mean, when we watch camp, practice for practice, nine was a big part of what they wanted to do. So it's not like he's lost the ability. It's just you're looking for greater consistency. And today's an opportunity to get your name back in the fold for the final five games of the year, where you've got four critical ACC games and then Florida on the road. You get through the test today. You can earn some reps for yourself today. That would be the message, too, that I deliver to everybody across the board if you're not already a starter. Today is a day where we could earn, you could earn more snaps. You could earn our trust. Now go out and go get it. And that's for Toa Feely, DJ Williams, and others in the running back, uh, back uh, backfield and running back room. Thank you, Eric. Best game day coverage versus that other game day program. Go Knowles. Appreciate you. Thanks for your contribution. Thanks for coming out yesterday to the happy hour show as well. It was good to talk to you. I'll be be it briefly. It was still nice. I always appreciate that. Yeah, man. um, I'll just, uh, again, this is a a fun day. We we get an opportunity to get excited. Uh, For Toa Feely, by the way, uh, circling back really quickly, two things for him. I think that has cost him some playing time. Uh, First of all, he's still slight. He's got to get bigger. Um, so he, he's just not a guy that can really handle a lot of carries, I think, at this stage of his career. Two, um, he does try to bounce everything, and that is annoying. Ryan, I see you're alluding to it here. You say he needs to follow his blocks. Yes, he, yeah. he will try to bounce a lot of, because he's always been fast. And when you're fast, you see this with guys, especially guys early in their career, coming out of high school, they bounce everything. They think they can, Because in high school, they got away with it. They bounced and they outran everybody and scored a lot of points. So they feel like that's what they should and do. And he can outrun people, but still. It's college. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of times when you do that, there are other guys who fa- who are fast as well. Well, and our scheme, given that we have a deficiency in the offensive line, it's playing better, but that doesn't mean that you know we could just road grade everybody. <laughs> we're, not, we're not there by any means. The way we draw bangles, if you deviate from where the lead blocker is going – well, we've given up a lot of space because we're trying to create, create this tunnel by angles, cre- man. Yeah, right. Yeah. So if you balance, you're in real trouble because it's not just one dude who's standing. There might be two or three. So that's the problem. And there were some you know, little moments there where it got frustrating. But the Syracuse game, I go back to that. It was a key moment, a third down. He releases out into the flat. Yep. He's got to catch the ball, look it into his hands, turn up field, go, and get a first down. And he did in a big moment. That set up a, a shot play for us. might have been the Ward run. For a touchdown against Syracuse. I forget what it was, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it extended that drive. These are the little plays that you build on. These are the ones that we forget. I, I've come well, back win- to it. They're, they're winning plays, and Norvell talks about this Third a lot. and eight. Third yeah, and eight yeah, third against and North eight. Carolina. And they just straight up ran the ball. Right. And it's a design run. It was They played to who they wanted to be, right. who their identity was becoming, and what they thought they could be, and then they executed it beautifully, and they converted. You're right. These are the little plays that make up the overall bigger picture uh, with a road win. I, I, I think it's important to circle those moments it's it's like in a baseball game um the guy it makes a tough turn on a double play to get you out of an inning a potential big inning and it's maybe it's only the third or fourth inning when you look back at a one-run game those are the plays where you go yep it was that turn here or it was that great catch here or it was that executed slider away on three two with the bases loaded it was whatever that was Florida State didn't make a lot of winning plays, Tom, for a long time. Right. They would make dumb plays, losing plays, plays that when we watch bad teams, you identify quickly why they're bad. That was us all the time. The North Carolina game, the, even the, go all the way back. We've done a lot of that today. Second half Louisville game, carryover, find a way to win the Syracuse game, made a lot of bad plays there to go with the good plays. But 
When you had to, you had to get a stop, got to stop. When you had to execute a drive late, make a field goal, you did it. Okay, so then we were emerging. Then you go to Carolina. You, you, you jump off sides on a fourth down. You, in my head, in the first quarter, I'm going, really? We're still not beyond this? We were not emboldened by that win? Are we still this dumb? And then second quarter happens, game turns around, continued momentum, dominate the game, 35-7 run, beautiful. Still makes me smile thinking about that game because of all the winning plays right. and the overcoming of a couple of mistakes. And again, this, it was, I believe, the fourth game out of five that Florida State had fewer penalties than their opponent, didn't do anything crazy. And when, when officials weren't looking to call us for personal fouls by the sideline, we aren't committing them. I mean, it's unbelievable. I. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, things have gotten cleaner, and Let's there's still go. a lot of motion. We, ha- we haven't stopped the motion in order to be cleaner with our, our formations and things like that. Yeah, that's another thing that you can look for today, a sign of maturity, is are your details sound enough that we don't have a legal man downfield or we have somebody covered the line of scrimmage or a bunch of false starts? Keep your head in the game. That's a focus. Pre-snap penalties tell you a lot about focus. And what usually Pre-snap, it's snap, yes. Usually it's you know somebody might be flustered because you're playing an opponent and they know that they've got to almost cheat and get a good, you know fire off the ball perfectly in order to win like a tackle versus a defensive end type situation. But today's game, it's about are you focused for the right reasons? Which is, listen, the film didn't let you get complacent. It's all about your habits and what you've done during the week. Jordan Young, over under, catch and a half today. He's going over. He's, you know what, reading the Warchant practice reports of late, warchant.com, you can go to the Tribal Council mm. every day when they, when they allow us into practice uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays of game weeks. Jordan Young's name has come up a little bit more. Today is a day for him. I'm not saying, you know, on the road at Clemson, Jordan Young's going to go for five, a buck 15, and two scores. I'm saying today, come on. If not now, when? Let's go, Jordan Young. What a day. What a day, Tom, if it happens. The guy you've been touting for three years, can he do it? Can he make it happen? Woo! Tom, this Tom says under. So he gets, that's the safe bet. Yes, he gets yes. two. He gets two catches today. I think I, I get plus five hundred on that. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, I put it at one and a half. I mean, so we don't list a cold, but we've got another group that's hot. If you don't mind me reading uh, something really quick, it's a cool it. announcement. Uh, Zaxby's has been upgrading Noel fans and local heroes game day experience all season long, and today our friends at Zaxby's are proud to announce that for the remainder of this football season. They'll be giving their pair of 50-yard line seats to local heroes with the Guardian ad litem of the Big Ben, people near and dear to our heart at the Jeff Cameron Show. Officially known as the Second Judicial Circuit Guardian ad litem program, our thanks to Zaxby's for their support of those who help local youth in our area. If you'd like to volunteer to help change the life of an undercared-for young person in our community, head to gal2.org. That's G-A-L, the number two, dot org. They could really use your help. So thank you to Zaxby's for... uh, elevating somebody's Saturdays for the rest of the season. It's awesome, man. It's uh, really awesome. And uh, everybody knows they've listened to this show for a long time, uh, the, the work that the Guardian Adelaide does. Good to remind them, though. And uh, I, I always always love getting paired with them and doing anything we can to help them because they help kids. They advocate for kids who don't have that, who don't have somebody looking out on their behalf. So that's huge. And we will be uh, forthcoming in the not-too-distant future telling you about the exact date for the bowling tournament. We're going to do it again this year. Yes, we are. I'm really excited to get back after it. Couldn't do it last year, really, because of COVID. So this, this is the year. We're all, you know, getting back together, reacquainted on the bowling alley, a couple cold beers, and lofty expectations of a 140. <laughs> 140 is the number we're setting up. Well, huh? typically yeah. we throw it somewhere in that general area, and 
I don't know. I mean, we've we've both gone well over. Yeah, we've also gone well under. <laughs> the best number, the best number that we see every year for that event oh, is the amount of donations. Crazy. And, and if you talk about it for too long, it uh, uh, gets tough to talk some yeah, more. Can't do it. Can't uh, do it. I can't. I do. Yeah, I mention it, and then I start talking about it and thinking about how cool it is, and then I go, oh, "Okay, we're done here." You can feel it coming on. It's like when your hammy grabs you. Like, ooh, my has got me. One more rep for me ahead of the postgame show, because i got to do reads for our pals at TeamPaper.com who support the postgame show. i got to get my work in. Today is my day to get my reps in. Get it in. Uh, as this is a multifaceted final segment of the program, today's game predictions are brought to you by Lane's Medical Shop with locations in Colquitt and Donaldsonville. Lane's Medical Shop offers all your medical supply needs. They even have delivery and emergency services available. Lane's Medical Shop, 229 758 9111. Tell them that the Jeff Cameron Show, Warchant.com, Tallahassee Game Day, all those sent you there and they will give you all a half off discount. 50% off at Lane's Medical Shop. Good times. Good times. Um, prediction, huh? What did we say? I Pain. Said, uh, yeah, I said 5810. Uh, I'm going to. Kind of stick somewhere in that neighborhood, 5610, yeah. 5810, 5410, something like that. Well, I had 5210, so just you know, give me the 52 real estate. Yeah, right. <laughs> Every even number. Every but, number in yeah, the 50s yeah. and to 10. Uh, now, I'll stick with my original pick. Uh, I know that's lofty. Ooh, what a lofty expectation. What a goal. 58 points. Woo. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Yeah, uh, well, when we kick off at noon, let's see if we still believe it. You know, I, I was certain that we were going to drop – 45, 50 plus against Jacksonville State, and it just didn't happen that way. I think this is a much more gettable game. I think lesson learned. I would hope so. And that's where, again, this is like, that's the hard juggling act. Because I wouldn't blame the coaches for throwing the ball a hell of a lot more if you look at run pass ratio, because you're trying to keep some people fresh. But also, you just kind of want to do what you do. We've only discovered what we do recently. So since it's a recent discovery, as in two weeks ago, Maybe we continue that momentum, and that might keep the score down a little bit. If we run the ball a bunch, fewer possessions, you hit into the 40s, but you still feel good about uh, the way the game played out. Yeah, in, a lot of times we talk about the spirit of the rule or the law or whatever it is. Yeah, my 58-10 to 10 score could be in spirit, Tom. If, as long as it's lopsided, as long as it's a domination. It, dictating terms, fumbles, a couple weird moments, whatever it might be, we decide to run more than, than, than I thought and just shorten the game. Yeah, okay. So if all of a sudden that's 37-7, to 7, okay. It's the same. It's relatively the same. It's in the spirit of an ass kicking. That's what I'm talking about on homecoming. It's the spirit of an ass kicking. That's right. All right. So it should be. Percentage chance that we win by 36 points or more. Very high. Very high. Very high. I gave the points. I'm not in my, you know, on the on the show I did. I, yeah, I feel good. Okay. All right. You don't like it? You don't want to do that? 35 and a half. Well, I don't know. See, the problem is when you don't have a ton of depth on this roster and you put the backups in, you might be susceptible to running a foul of the number. Let's see. Good work out of you, Matthew. Uh, Good work out of you, Tom. Thanks to all of you here on the chat and for all of you who listened on 93.3 Real Talk Radio. We really do appreciate it. Thanks to all the sponsors as well including uh, our friends here at Zaxby's who feed us, which is good times. They feed you, too, uh, for for, uh, for Tallahassee Game Day. Yeah, for all of us. Tallahassee Game Day. I'm Jeff Cameron. Be well, everybody. Go Knowles. Go get you some chicken fingers. (laughs) 